When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, gang, thanks for joining us for what we are calling in episode one of what may be a continuing series. We're calling it Vocal Distancing with Voices Around the Country. Uh, before, <laughs> thumbs up or thumbs down for the title? I think that's pretty good. Not bad. All right. Not oh, oh, come on, Jones. Jones, Jones, is, Jones is undecided. Um, my name is Adam Witten. I'm the uh, VP of Broadcast Operations at Learfield IMG College, and we're joined with four of our play-by-play announcers from around the country. We have Jones Angel from North Carolina. We have Mark Johnson from Colorado, Toby Rowland from Oklahoma, and Tony Castricone from Washington. All right, guys, we, we've got a lot of things we want to hit on today, uh, but let's first, let's go around the horn, give a quick introduction beyond what I've already said, and, and I think folks would really just like to hear What's your reality like these days? Um, how are you? How are things in your community with your families? Uh, let, let's hear what's going on with you as of, we're recording this on March 31st. So we're right in the thick of, of, of quarantine and social distancing. So uh, let's start all the way out on the West Coast and, and with, with Tony, let's start with you. Yeah, it, Adam, it's appropriate you say we're recording this on March 31st because if someone watches this tomorrow, things might be so different, right? I mean, this whole world and this yeah. whole situation is so fluid and changing so rapidly. Um, it kind of, in some ways, it started in Seattle from the U.S. perspective. Um, so it's been a, a pretty serious deal out here uh, for, for quite a while now. Um, we're we're doing good personally my my wife and i we're we're kind of it was really odd our season kind of came to a natural end uh at the first round of the pac-12 tournament in las vegas with a loss to arizona on wednesday and then you know i i I changed my flight I, i got home wednesday night uh and then i woke up and turned on the tv on thursday and every sporting event was canceled and it, it's so it's been a bizarre experience to watch that whole thing unfold. But I think from our perspective, like many people uh, in, in the sports broadcasting landscape right now, we're just trying to figure out how we can be useful. Um, first and foremost, how can we be helpful to people in our community, our neighborhoods, um, you know, our, our place of work, our churches, uh, things like that. But then also uh, without games to call, without the typical responsibilities 
how can we um, provide the sports fans out there with something that uh, is is a, a nice distraction? Because that's what sports is, right? It's it's um, a, a way for us all to like enjoy uh, a distraction from some of the harsh realities of life. And so uh, I, I think this is kind of a time where we're all enjoying some classic games, rebroadcasts, uh, some podcasting, and and um, kind of uh, finding ourselves, you know. Uh, trying to be creative and, and finding new ways to create content. You know, it was weird right, so guys make- for us is, you know, Carolina was playing basketball on Wednesday night in the ACC tournament. And that was unusual in and of itself for Carolina to have been playing so early. Of course, it was a tough year basketball wise for the Tar Heels and they were playing Syracuse. And it was such a unique feel in the Greensboro Coliseum that night because that is when, you know, the jazz and the thunder stuff was happening while Carolina's game was happening. And, you know, you you heard about Tom Hanks. Uh, that occurred while the game was going on. And so it was this weird feeling of everybody was trying to get through the portions of the game to get to the timeout so they could look at their phones so they could get caught up on the news on, on what was happening everywhere else. And, it was such an odd feeling in the building. At, at that point, they had already announced, you know, that the plan at that time was to go ahead with the tournament the next day without any fans. So that was already kind of the buzz, and people were talking about that. And then I think by the end of the night, I, I think everybody understood what the reality w- was much more likely, that that either that was going to be the last game played in that, in that tournament or one of the – last couple of games played in that tournament and there was just no way that it was going to keep going on and yeah, I'll never forget the the feeling in the arena that night it, it was surreal because this game was going on and normally when when Carolina's playing a basketball game that's a big deal especially when it's in Greensboro and you know it's ACC tournament but it was so secondary that night it, it was a really odd um experience to be sure and i'm and i'm sure as all all you guys have experienced the same thing since and and tony kind of referenced it it's like every day you learn something new or something changes or there's a different layer of of the quarantine or whatever it might be as we continue to realize what what precaution needs to be taken so man it's moving quickly here just like it is everywhere else and you know uh, for me personally i'm here with uh, you know 11 year old and a 7 year old and and my wife the the two of us are doing the best we can to keep them occupied and figure out how to keep them uh, uh, caught up in school as best we can and and juggle that with what we're trying to do professionally so i don't know i don't think that's a unique story i'm sure it's one you guys are dealing with too you know, here in the Rocky Mountains, I'll tell you guys, I, mean, I, I kind of live a social distancing lifestyle to begin with. I mean, I, I live on, and, and you guys joke with me about that all the time. I, I've got a ranch up in the mountains of, of Colorado, west of Denver, and so I'm kind of by myself normally this time of year. Once the season ends, and I kind of hang around up here and do a few things with the Buffaloes within the athletic department. But so for me, the lifestyle hasn't changed. Now, now what's changed, like for a lot of us, is, you know, this rush of, rush of information. And, and I think Tony made made the comment a while ago. And one thing we've been doing to kind of feed Buff Nation a little bit, we've been doing a lot of things like this with uh, different athletes, different coaches, and athletic director Rick George, uh, doing different podcasts. I've had to become an, uh, um, an IT person to figure a lot of this stuff out, how to do it from home like you guys have had to do it. And so we tried to do that, but it's been the idea of, of kind of, and Tony referenced the, the moving target, because it changes every single day. 
And and that that's been the thing I think you know in trying to communicate with with the Colorado fan base and entertain them a little bit with some information, some historical stuff, or talking with alums or whatever that might be, is trying to gauge you know because I'm sure you guys are getting the same questions I'm getting from from your fan bases. Everyone wants to know when spring ball going to take place. When are we going to get back to football? When are we going to see this happen or that happen? Uh, you know, we just found out that the, the seniors are going to get from spring uh, sports are going to get another year of eligibility. That has been a big question, uh, I think, on, on our end. And so you guys are probably getting the same thing as I am. But it's been that that kind of that, that informational spin that we're seeing every day where you're trying to get your hands around exactly what's happening. And from a personal standpoint, you know, but my older two are on their own now. They're living in the Denver metro area, but I've got a disabled son. So we've got somebody that's compromised and, and you know, can have issues, uh, you know, medically speaking, that we've had to kind of deal with and be extra careful then that, you know, when I do make a run out to get groceries or supplies or whatever uh, we have to, I don't come back and, and I haven't infected his world. And so you know, that, that's, that's something we've been dealing with personally, but I think we're all kind of having those similar experiences about uh, the world's changing around us. We can't quite get our head or arms around exactly what's happening while we're trying to feed, you know, our respective fan base. Well, I'll, I'll tell you guys, my uh, it's been a long season for me. I have had uh, back issues this year and actually uh, had to stop calling games in February, had back surgery in, in mid-February. And so I, I think there's a chance I might have been the uh, – first person in America to start self-quarantining and it came by accident all the way back in early February. I, I just flat couldn't get out of the house for about six weeks. I couldn't get out of the house and was set to get to start calling games again. Uh, the big 12 tournament was going to be the last event that I had to miss. So we're going to jump back in for the NCAA tournament and the rest of the college baseball season when all this stopped. So uh, I'm six weeks ahead of the rest of the country and being sick of the of being inside, and I'm about to come out of my skin to get outside and do something right now. But you know, the the epicenter of uh, of all of this when it first started is about ten miles from here in uh, downtown Oklahoma City when Rudy Gobert, you know, they stopped the game right before tip off and announced that he had tested positive, and it's amazing how fast everything stopped after that, and we've been uh, hanging on. So. I, I, I'm with you guys. We're trying to figure out on a daily basis, whether it's through podcasts, whether it's through television shows, whether it's through fun videos that you put out on Twitter. Uh, one, how can we uh, keep engaged with the fan base? Two, how can we continue to make our uh, advertisers and our sponsors happy? How can we continue to get business going for them, if at all possible? So it's uh, uh, it's been maybe even busier than it normally would be this time of year when only baseball was going on around here. And Mark, I can relate to you. Different situation, but I have a 12-year-old daughter, two sons that are in college right now at OU, and a 12-year-old daughter that has um, uh, immune system issues. And so we've been sure. uh, hypersensitive to making sure that she's kept out of uh, danger as well. So it's scary times. It's unique times. I think in a lot of ways we're going to look back and a lot of creativity is going to come out of this. Uh, for all of us, not just broadcasters, but for everybody around the world, because they're having to unplug and slow down a little bit. You know, I'd be interested just in, in what all you guys have to say about how you when you're putting out content and, and we're doing a lot of the same stuff you guys have talked about. We're really pushing hard on the on the podcast side of things. That's something that we've had success with here and we're able to reach a good amount of fans. But where is that balance of 
you know, are they looking to us for something fun and some entertainment? And are we, you know, talking more about, uh, you know, Mark, I'll use your example of, you know, going back in classic games and, you know, we just rewatched the 93 comeback against Florida State, a Carolina basketball, famous Carolina basketball game and did a podcast uh, about that. You know, where do you balance you want this fun stuff with there's also this very serious topic going on that is affecting us and our fans and affecting everybody. But are they really coming to us for, for that information? So, you know, that's been an interesting balance where I think, you know, when we've reached out, we've tried to say, you know, hey, here's here's a couple serious things that are happening. Here's some, you know, like Mark talked about that this you know, will the seniors get another year of eligibility for the scene uh, for the spring sports? You know, that's a that's a real topic that this is affecting that makes sense in our space. So how much do we focus on the serious stuff and how much do we focus on on kind of the entertainment value aspect of, of what we're doing right now? It's been an interesting balance uh, that we've tried to hit. We've talked a lot about it before putting stuff out of trying to make sure you hit a lot of different tones when, when you send out content. Jones, I think that's interesting. We just had a little conference call this morning with our staff. And, you know, everyone's trying to come up with the idea right now, be creative. And I think there's some great stuff that's coming out of that. I got a little concerned in the conference call, though, about things were getting a little bit too eh, cutesy or, or, you know, unserious. And I, I don't know that everything's got to be serious, but it was, it was kind of uh, childish kind of stuff. And I, I just said, I said, I think we need to be careful and make sure we're thinking about quality rather than just simply quantity for sake of putting stuff out there. And, and so that, that's an interesting line. I think we're all trying to trying to walk right now. You know, we've done stuff as I talked about uh, talking with the athletic director. You know, we've got a unique situation here with the new football staff. And, and so we've been doing a series of interviews with the new staff members that are here and talking to them a little bit about where they came from. And so Buff Nation can kind of understand or get to know uh, the men that are on their football staff right now. You know, but along with that, doing things, we just did a helmet challenge, for example. We took uh, all the variations of the bus helmet and made a bracket. And, you know, those of us within the athletic department and athletes and coaches, uh, you know, broke down the back bracket for people. And so we're trying to have some fun and some entertainment, getting some interaction with fans, letting them vote upon it. So I do think that's a fine line that we get to. I mean, you know, some of the stuff you're seeing around the country uh, you know, gets rather interesting. Now, we're all not Frank Caliendo. We all can't do invitations and make people laugh. But I think we can do some great historic stuff. We can do some uh, human interest kind of stuff. And then maybe a few fun things uh, as well along with that. I, but I do think that's a fine line we're walking right now. Yeah, Mark, I think um, the, the thing that you said was you had a conversation about it, right? And that's that's what yeah. I think. A lot of collaboration is is taking place right now where – you need to be open to a lot of people's feelings on this stuff because what might be a great opportunity to, to crack a joke for one person, it, it, there might be a serious situation going on with another. And yeah. um, that uh, look, we, we all we all um, know people who uh, are being affected by this because this isn't just a health pandemic. It's also an economic crisis as well. Right. And so. Um, with people being affected as far as their livelihood. And it's, it's hard times right now. Um, and, and so I, I think just collaborating, putting heads together uh, and, and respecting the opinions of the people that you work with to make sure that like, hey, w what do you think about this? I, I was thinking this thing might be fun, but uh, I wanna gauge from you whether or not you think it's, it's emotionally sensitive or intelligent or appropriate or any of that sort of stuff. 
um, it's 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 a time where we all got to to be uh, thinking about one another right now. And, and and that's what I think events like this world events and, you know, those once every 25 year events, I, I think they kind of have this way of getting our heads out of ourselves and and, you know, bringing us together. Hopefully, I mean, my my hope and prayer through all this is that as a nation, as a world, we end up galvanized through this process, realizing that we're all kind of in this thing together. We live in this interdependent, interconnected world where, um, you know, uh, you, you, you look at you look at how things could be politicized, where people will say, well, we really need to worry about the virus or we really need to worry about the economy. Well, we really need to worry about both. And uh, everybody's affected by both. And so, um, you know, hopefully we're coming together and um, and and trying to make decisions uh, by gauging the opinions of other people and, and trying to do the appropriate thing while still realizing that, like, hey, sometimes the best thing you can do through hardship is smile or laugh or or um, have fun. And and so uh, trying to strike that balance is something that I think we're all struggling with a little bit right now. I don't think it's too awfully different than calling a game. You know, I mean, I think there are times in the course of a game that calls for levity. I think there are uh, pivotal moments in the course of a game where it's time to everybody be serious because what's about to happen is the is the point in the game that's going to decide win and loss or maybe there's an injury that takes place or whatever so it's it's reading the room i think it's it's as long as i think maybe mark you said hit every tone we got coaches that are doing uh cdc uh videos you know putting out the proper way that everybody needs to go about taking care of themselves and staying healthy we're re trying to replay games and entertain people because that's lacking right now but also uh, people need there needs to be, I think, in Amer in the world right now, a lighter side of things going on, not silly necessarily. But we are so inundated with tragic news at all, all times. I mean, I got TV Good on point. to my right right now. that's just keeping the tally of how many people have, have died and have contracted this going on. We can't be bombarded with that 24 hours a day. I think our brains need to escape from time to time and say, you know what? I just need to watch a North Carolina basketball game right now or I need to hear Mark Johnson's voice right now or whatever the case may be. So, um, I, I, and, and things like this, like moments like this, like you were saying, Tony, force us into creativity and things that otherwise wouldn't have happened. There's no chance the four of us would have come together at this time of year and done something like this if this hadn't happened. So I think there'll be innovation and creativity that is forced out of this that will carry on for years and years to come. You know, one more thing, and Adam, yes. I know you're moderating, but I just think this is, a, is something that I also found so interesting, and a couple of us has, have referenced it, is the role of athletics, I think, in making everyone aware of the seriousness of the situation. You know, when I was talking about that that night in, in Greensboro, and I mean, I think that Jazz Thunder game was a turning point for, for everybody to kind of realize that hey, there's some serious stuff going on. They're, they're pulling these guys off the court, and then all of a sudden, 45 minutes later, they've said they've pressed pause on the season. I just think it's really fascinating that athletics kind of led the way, and everyone was aware, and we knew this was going on, and, you, and there, there were already talks occurring, and everybody understood that there was something very serious occurring, but I think it took it to another level uh, when you saw this happening with athletics that it really put it into people's conscious that they said, holy cow.
yeah, this is this is really affecting things that I consider to be normal are now really being affected in a dramatic way. And I think athletics were the first ones to kind of take that step, which which I just think is when when all this this is done. It's interesting to, to look back at kind of the role of athletics in, in our society because of that that uh, cause and effect. You know, and, and guys, you know, here we're talking about, and I said earlier about, you know, the, the entertainment value of athletics. And you know, for a long time, I've always said about our jobs, you know, we're the fun and games department. When I was the sports director at KOA for 13 years, I always used to joke with the news people, you guys got to bring all the bad news in, all the death and the wars and pestilence I get to come in and talk about a game, for goodness sakes, right? And so we're the fun and games department, but I, I do think we're playing a role right now. Well, one of the things I do uh, away from the sports world, I, I talk with a lot of men, a lot of men's groups, do a lot of ministry, talking with, with guys that are hurting and, and, and how to work their way through healing. And, and one of my concerns about what we're going through as a society right now is the mental health side of this. Okay, there, there's the physical side that Tony was talking about. There's the economic side, which is going to affect every single person on this conference call, every single person that hears it. But there are people out there that, that you know, have their struggles to begin with, and now you get isolated. And, and maybe that's where we can come in a little bit for a little bit of levity and a little bit of fun and a little bit of taking your mind, as, as Toby talked about, off of the tragedy of what's on that television screen right now. And, and so maybe that's a role for all of us at this point in time, because I wonder about the back end of this thing, uh, what we're going to see from that mental health, from the anxiety, from the psychological aspect of this, when everyone gets isolated and locked down and doesn't have any real human interaction. And so maybe that's a role for us moving forward, you know, that we can kind of entertain a little bit in, in some respects, whatever that means in regards to reminiscing or talking about this great event or uh, the helmet challenge or what, whatever it is. And I, so maybe that's something for us to think about kind of as we're brainstorming moving forward. You know, and pulling back the curtain a little bit before before we started recording, I, I said to this group, I said, my, my goal is to be able to say as little as possible. So you guys we are took doing that a great job Adam. of that. Yes, <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, but, you know, I, I, I love everything that you guys said because, you know, if, if people are making the decision to tune into what we're doing here, you know, they're, they're not looking for news. They're not looking for our opinions on what's going to happen in, in relation to the pandemic, uh, because we're not experts by any stretch. We don't know what's going to happen economically. We don't know what's going to happen. We can just talk about uh, what we see, what we observe, and then, you know, kind of do what our roles can be in, in our lives and in other people's lives. And so um, I want to I want to ask a little bit about I, I like the, the content conversation. And I think, Jones, you kind of launched that as a jumping off point in terms of What's out there? What's working? Are we saturating it too much with content? And I, and I want to start with Toby on this one because um, I think of the four of you, he is he has maybe jumped in a little bit more uh, in terms of the the play by play of anything that's happening. Toby has done the uh, let me make sure I get this right the Sooner Nation quarantine highlights, um, which have really seemed to, to, to grab some legs. So Toby, I want to start with you on how you've approached that and then maybe go to the rest of the group in terms of whether you've thought about doing that or if you're doing some other things or have other ideas just to have some fun with some content or keep people engaged that, that want to get um, some more information or, or be able to be attached a little bit more to, to your schools. I think that, um, you know, just what we were talking about, I think the the origin of that one is like i said i haven't called a game in about six weeks and i'm just dying to call anything right now so 
Um, I think I had seen Josh Lewin maybe do something with a palm tree sway, and I thought that's a good idea. Uh, he's done some great stuff. I know Joe Buck's done some fun things. So we just asked Sooner Nation to send us video of anything, anything going on right now. And we've started putting out, a, it's not even, a, it's not longer than a minute every night of, of uh, kids, dogs, um, people sitting on their back porch, whatever the case may be, and trying to add a little play-by-play to it. And, you know, I think that uh, the reaction's been good. I think that there's been a lot of reaction that people thank you for uh, bringing a moment of lightheartedness into an otherwise very heavy day. And whether it's that or something else, whether it's watching an old game or listening to a podcast or whatever the case may be, we're talking about the same thing here. We're talking about filling the role that we normally fill just in a, in a different way, which is, as you were saying, Mark, um, you know, the toy section of the store or the entertainment. And that doesn't mean, certainly doesn't mean that we aren't aware of the seriousness of everything that's going on. But there is a real mental health side to this that I need, that uh, you need, that my family needs, that our fan base needs to be able to once in a while laugh or once in a while hear a familiar voice that this time of year you would have heard calling an Oklahoma baseball game or a Washington football game or whatever the case may be. That resonates with people, you know? I mean, that's uh, people get into routines and are used to mowing the lawn while listening to North Carolina baseball. And when that's not there, when they go out, the lawn's still got to be mowed. When they go out to mow the lawn and it's not there, uh, it hurts the heart a little bit. I know. I'm, I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan. You can see right here. And it's killing me that I can't listen to my to my red. I was going to say Marty Brenneman, but he wouldn't have been there this year anyway. I can't listen <laughs> yeah. to my, my reds right now. So uh, however we can fill that void, whether it's with classic games or fun fun stuff or podcasts or whatever the case may be, I, th- I think it's valuable even um, when it's something as uh, trivial as doing play-by-play of a dog catching a Frisbee. You know, something I, I think uh, at the University of Washington, one of the things that, that RAD Jen Cohen talks about a lot is like, what's it mean to be a dog, right? And, and we've kind of come up with the four pillars of grit, growth, service mindset, and, and humility. And so I think like the, the approach that we're trying to take right now is just a little bit of a service mindset. Like by all means, what we're talking about uh, is not in this moment and really never has been the most important thing in the world. Uh, we, we know that, but it doesn't have to be the most important thing in the world in order to, uh, to indulge having a conversation and having a little bit of fun with it. And so the, the idea from the service piece is just, just trying to, just trying to create something of service to other people. And and if there's honestly, as little as one person that, that can get a kick out of, uh, a tweet or a meme or a, or a classic call or an anything then, you know, I, I think it's worth it. And um, we were talking earlier about experimenting and creativity. And, and some of the ideas that we're going to come up with are going to fall flat on their face, quite frankly. I, I tried something on Twitter. It was like a little NCAA tournament bracket that I put together. And, you know, not the biggest response in the world to it. But I think right now it's not so much about um, does the con does every single piece of content need to be a home run? I think if it's quality and I think if it serves some need 
um, whether that audience is big or small, that's kind of the, the approach I'm trying to take right now is, is just one of the service mindset. Something we've really leaned heavily on here is our coaches and our athletic director, Bubba Cunningham, ha has really made it uh, a directive to, to get our coaches out there during this time to to let people see them so so we've actually been you know we have a, our brand new media and communication center uh, in chapel hill and so we've still been able to go in there and i've done some stuff one-on-one -on -one with our coaches and now we're we're down to bare bones there's about four people in there total and we're all separate even the coach and i are on very uh, extreme ends of the table when we're talking um but we've wanted to get them out there a bunch and we're really lucky here at carolina you know, we have some very media savvy coaches. Mac Brown is as good as there is in, in that regard. You know, Coach Williams, of course, uh, Courtney Banghart, our new women's coach. But we've also talked to Anson Dorrance, our women's soccer coach, and Karen Shelton from field hockey, and Jenny Levy from, from women's lacrosse, and trying to get updates from them on how they are personally how their teams are, you know, in, Jenny, in Jenny's case, her women's lacrosse team was number one in the country and undefeated and had the season pulled away from them. So we wanted to hear from her, you know, how'd you, how'd you explain this to your team? How did you talk about it with them? What was their reaction? And so we've really leaned heavily on them to not only let our fans see them and hear from them, but also try to get a really wide range of topics from their season to how this has affected them personally to how they've handled it with their teams just so people can stay in touch as best we can with our coaches and, and our uh, and our players and one other thing i think that that carolina's done this pretty cool um they developed a kind of a blanket graphic and it was for our student athletes and it was hey if you want if you're a student athlete if you want to send a message to our fan base you know, give it to the right people and we're going to put it, we're going to integrate it into this graphic and then we'll put it out for you. And so it just gives it kind of a consistent quality look to it and an easy way to let the people, the, the men and women that, that our fans root for, let them hear directly from them. And that's been, uh, that's been very successful on our end uh, so far here in the last couple of weeks. Guys, I'll tell you an interesting uh, message I got from a fan yesterday, and it was a little bit humbling. And, and sometimes I think, you know, we as announcers, that's what we do, right? We're doing our games and our shows and our TV shows and segments like this, and you don't think about it because we love what we do when it's our job, right? I had a guy drop me a message yesterday, and as I mentioned, that, that helmet challenge. And so I did my little bracket breakdown, and I was, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 seconds, something like that. And this guy sent me a message, and he said, I want to thank you because for me, I've been here 16 years now. For 16 years, the sound of your voice, and it's the same for every one of you guys in your markets and with your fan base. He said, the sound of your voice just makes me feel okay because I listened to all those games all those years. And, and, and guys, it struck me because sometimes I think, you know, we, we, we do what we do and, and maybe don't think in those terms about how, uh, you know, Toby, you mentioned Marty Brenneman. I, I guarantee you as, as a – as a Reds fan, hearing Marty Brenneman's voice over all those years, it just made you feel okay, right? And sometimes I think that gets lost with us a little bit. You know, uh, for, for people ask my wife about me talking the way I talk, and she says, I don't know, it's just my husband. It's the way he talks. And so we get caught up in that. But I think sometimes we lose the fact that we become the soundtrack 
And so people hear Jones's voice in the Carolinas or Tony up in Washington or Toby, uh, you know, yours in, in uh, Oklahoma. And we kind of forget the fact that that it, it it's become the soundtrack for a lot of people. And so just by us doing things and jumping on and talking about things, and even though we may think, uh, who are we? You know, we're just some silly sportscaster. But sometimes that can be just a comfort. Just the fact that they're hearing Jones talk about Carolina athletics makes everyone think, everything feel okay for a half hour, whatever it might be. You know what, Mark? I think that is such a cool statement. because, And Toby and I, you know, we, we got the jobs at our respective schools the same year. And, and Tony's even uh, got it a little bit later after that. So we're all still relatively new uh, sure. in our individual places. And, of course, Woody Durham was the play-by-play guy here at, at Carolina for 40 years. And, and I grew up listening to Woody, and, and millions of Tar Heel fans grew up listening to Woody. And something that people asked me a lot, and, and Toby, I'm sure this happened with you, and Tony, it's happening with you right now, is people would always say, oh, you know, how, how do you try and how do you try to get to that Tar Heel fan base? How do you, do you want to have like a signature call that they're going to hang on to? And I said, no. <laughs> what makes it happen is you're there with them. You're there with yeah. them for the great moments. And and I'm super lucky. You know, Carolina won a national championship a couple of years ago in basketball, and, and I got to call that. But the year before, Carolina lost on a buzzer beater at uh, in the national championship game. So you're there with those people for the good times and the bad times, and you build that relationship with people through the years and through the games and through those shared experiences. And to your point, Mark, I think that's where that relationship comes. And I think that's one of the coolest things about what we get to do, not just as sports broadcasters, but sports broadcasters for an individual place and the affinity and the feelings that people have for their school, whether they went to that place, whether it's their alma mater or they just loved it their whole life. I think being able to have that relationship is one of the coolest things about what we get to do. And I think what you just said speaks to that, that look, they all know that Mark Johnson isn't the expert on COVID-19 and Mark doesn't know when this thing's gonna end, but they know they love Mark and they know they've been through great times and bad times with Mark and they wanna hear him talk about some stuff because they know that they have that safe, fun relationship um, that they cherish so much. I, I think that is a perfect example, Mark, of, of what's so great about what we get to do. Yeah, well, and, and what the word that comes to mind is like maybe participation, like we participate in this stuff together, right? Like Jones, you and the Tar Heel fan base, you, you participated in those back-to-back Final Fours and Toby with Oklahoma and Mark with Colorado, you're participating in this thing together uh, that is Colorado athletics or Oklahoma athletics. And, and now, we are all participating in this quarantine together. Like we're 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 still participating together with with people, but we're we're doing it in a different way. And so, uh, one of the things that that I hope to do is just be proactive, uh, just have conversations, and and do it as a fellow participant in in this shared human experience that we're all going through. And and to every one of your points. Like we we are not the experts on COVID nineteen. We leave all that breakdown to the analysts, but um, we know what it's like to live in this time, and we know what it's like to gosh try to struggle toward the light in this time to try to make the best of this situation, to to have you know uh, to have both moments of anxiety and and curiosity about what the future holds, and to also still have those moments of like 
thinking about and, and marveling in, in our happy moments from the past and, and, and kind of just the, the complexity of all of it. And so just to even be able to have these conversations with you guys and, and to pick your brain about uh, how is it that like you're best trying to move forward? Because that, that to me is like, there, and, and, and this is what's so cool about sports too, right? Is that uh, there's so many applicable lessons from sports that you take with you then into life. And, and we listen to these coaches and the way that they talk about football or basketball or baseball or whatever. And you hear them say these things that maybe when we're trying to break down wins and losses, we say, well, that's just coach speak. Well, that's a cliche, right? Well, then all of a sudden you find yourself in the middle of some adversity and all of a sudden that's not just a cliche anymore. That's an axiom of life. I mean, that's a truism, yeah. right? And so, um, you know, you can't control what happens to you. You can only control how you respond to it. How many times have we seen and heard that in sports? Well, that, that's the situation that we're all in right now. And so talking about how are you responding? What's the best way to respond? Is this a good way to respond? Um, I think just having those, having sports conversations, but not as a sportscaster, but as a human, is just what my heart wants to do right now. And um, I think that's probably the same for, for all of you guys. And um, that's just, uh, I, I don't really know how to wrap that up in a neat little package, but, but that's just kind of the desire of my heart that, that hopefully that is the guiding light in all the content that we're putting out is how do we still have these conversations, but have them as the human beings that we are, that are, that are all going through this stuff right now. Well, first off, let me, Mark, uh, let me jump that in was real quick. Little, let me, yeah, go ahead. So I, I just want to, um, Toby, I'll give you the final word on this, but uh, I do just kind of want to let you guys know we're, we got about 10, 15 minutes left. There's a couple other things I want to get to, but um, Toby, I'll let you kind of get the final word in here before I jump in. Yeah, no problem. Mark, I just going to say, I thought that was a little, uh, you handled the subtle jab from Jones very well when he pointed out how new the other three of us were. It was really <laughs> saying that you're the old man of the crew. He did, didn't he? He actually said that. <laughs> Tony, just can, can we? To, to, yeah. Just briefly to touch on what Tony was saying. Um, I think that we all know that the, the way a fan base gets to trust us is through honesty. In the middle of a game, they have to trust that you're being honest with them that you got a good call, you got a bad call, whatever the case may be, I know Mark's going to tell it like it is, or Jones or Tony's going to tell it like it is. They're going to be honest with me. And um, that this is the same. I mean, Tony, what you said really resonates. Like, this is the same right now. Uh, I do a show every morning, and I think that when you come on with your listeners, you got to say, all right, I, I don't know what the future holds. Yesterday, we uh, spent three hours together, but today, right now, here's where I am. Here's where I am as a broadcaster. Here's where I am as a dad. Here's where I am as a person trying to battle through something none of us have ever been through before. As a community, as a Sooner Nation, as a, uh, as a, a person who lives in Oklahoma City, and just honestly kind of open your heart to them like we do in the middle of a broadcast. And it's the same. People are drawn to that because they are having the same experiences that you are right now as a dad or otherwise. Adam, I'm sorry. Go right ahead. No, that was well said. I'm glad I'm glad you got a chance to get mm -hmm. in there with that. Um, before I move on, I just want to make sure, can we all agree that 
when Mark Johnson's voice is being heard, we all feel like everything's okay. <laughs> can we agree with that? Yeah, Mark, no, can I, I send like you I'm some boring video of me like walking outside and you do play by play of that? That'd be good. No, send anything you want. I'll be happy to do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, let, let me ask you guys this. As as we're all as we're all quarantined at home and to to various degrees. What is something, and Mark, let's start with you because you may have the most interesting answer just because you're such an outdoorsman. Um, what is a new skill that you've learned or something you're attempting to learn how to do in some of the time that you have at home now? Well, uh, I mentioned I live on a ranch up here, okay? And, and I, I do, I'm, I'm in the horses. And in fact, I just bought a, a new horse just, uh, what, three or four days ago. Uh, I brought a, a new mare home. And so this, this technically isn't a new Skill, but it's something I'm working on. Um, I, I've been playing around. I've been a horseman for a long time, but I've been playing around becoming a roper. Now, to call me a roper is an insult to ropers, by the way, okay? But I do like to get out there and do that kind of thing. And so what I've been doing, I've got uh, a training buddy and a roping partner of mine. Uh, we got an indoor arena not far from us. And so I've been loading up the new horse going over there, and we're working on that skill, all right? So that's something I've always wanted to get good at. Uh, now that I'm getting older, I'm not sure it's real smart to try and get good at that, to be honest with you. But I've been playing around with that. So at least that's, that's something that uh, I'm trying to expand upon anyway. Can I tell you how happy it makes me how different my, if I rolled up here on my street in Chapel Hill with a brand new horse, what the reaction would be here in my neighborhood? <laughs> I, just, I just enjoy that Mark and I can have very different lives, but I like that, Mark. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if I've I've tried to do a, co a couple things. One, I think just like everybody, you're just trying to get through the day, number one. And, and it's so hard to try to say, hey, in a week I want to do this, or in a month I want to have done this. Man, I'm just trying to get through. Can we make it through today? Make sure the kids, we all haven't strangled each other, that everybody's happy and safe and, and healthy and, and doing okay. So, you know, that's always goal number one. Yeah, I'm trying to read a bunch. Um, you know, I've never been a big reader, but but now that I've been traveling more with teams, and you guys know this, when, when you're on the plane and you're going wherever, you know, I've tried to pick that up here recently. And so this has given me a great opportunity to, to catch up on a couple things uh, that I enjoy reading. And then something I really enjoy doing, and some of this is is professional as well, is going back and watching old Carolina games. And I'll find stuff on YouTube. I sat there and watched for 45 minutes last night the 1990 second round matchup between Carolina and Oklahoma and Austin, Texas. And, you know, just going back and you know, I remember that game. I was a 10 yeah, or 11 years old when that happened. Right um, <laughs> but just getting to watch it again uh, was, was a lot of fun. And so just doing stuff like that to have fun. And um, I say professionally, we may use it too. Cause like I said, we have gone and done a couple of podcasts where we'll kind of rewatch games with the fans and we've had fun doing that. So just trying anything we can do, man, to have a great day today and then get to tomorrow. Are you going to go back and watch the uh, 2009 Elite Eight game between uh, Tyler Hansbrough and uh, Blake Griffin tonight? And I remember Tyler tried to dunk it from about 13 feet away in that game uh, in 2009. I remember that. I was in, uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. That was a great yeah. Carolina team. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's fun. We're fortunate here. There's a lot of great games to get a chance to, to go back and look at, just like all you guys know as well. I'm with Jones. I'm trying to read more. I'm having very moderate success at that right now. 
uh, trying to walk as much as possible and read more. So hopefully uh, Mark has, has encouraged me. It's been discouraging being on with him, listening to what a real man's voice sounds like and, uh, and, and what a real man acts like when he goes and buys horses and learns how to rope. But uh, I'm going to go out. I don't know. I live in Oklahoma. We got horses around here and cows and all kinds of stuff. So I'm going to go try to see if I can steal one or something after we're done here. You can do it, Toby. I got I got confidence in you. Can I make well, a suggestion of... that Toby, can I make a suggestion real quick that Toby's next video is Mark learning how to be a roper? <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Merging it all. I don't think we need to spread uh, my that kind of embarrassment uh, of my, my lack of ability around the country. I'm not sure we need to do that. <laughs> Um, yeah, not a whole lot of new hobbies on this end. Actually, oddly enough, before this thing started spreading like wildfire, uh, my wife and I had had the bright idea of saying, hey, what do you think we uh, maybe try to move into a different house with a little bit more space in it uh, at the end of March? <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. So we've been moving for the last couple of weeks <laughs> and uh, trying to figure out how to do that. Um, what, you know, is it legal for, for transportation trucks to be, you know, loading up equipment right now, all of that stuff. So, so we've been, uh, busy with that, but to Toby's point and to Jones's point, um, I, I am trying to read more and, and that's something I've always loved to do. And I think that, um, there's been a couple of interesting things about this. A, I feel like for this exact time of year, I'm actually a little busier than normal because we are trying to find ways to create content uh, in in lieu of what normally people are or are consuming this time of year. So so there's been some new initiatives with that uh, that's been busy. But then also, I think so many of us um, and and I heard the word somebody used uh, a day at a time, right? And and I think that is so. Uh, it, it's so appropriate that like so many of us live our lives a day at a time because that's how life is to be lived. But life gets so busy. Right. And you're living it a day at a time and it's hard to find the breathing room for maybe a little bit of personal growth. And, and so um, I'm just I'm trying to find uh, a little bit of that breathing room here in this downtime to grow um and and to grow intentionally and and whether that's through just expanding my mind through reading or, or thinking of new creative ways that i could be a service to somebody or or calling somebody that, that uh, i could think of that needs a phone call right now um i think this is an opportunity for a lot of us to to really consider um what's an area in my life that i'd like to see some personal growth in and then and then try to attack it and and so that's what we're trying to do on this end. But there's there's no there's no right answer and there's no right way. Like like what's the textbook way to handle this situation? You know, from from um, an economic standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, from a broadcaster standpoint, from any standpoint that that you want to consider, what's the textbook way to handle it? There is no textbook way, right? Uh, we're we're all just trying to figure it out day by day. And so having these conversations, I think, is helpful to, to learn how other people are growing and, and handling. Adam, did you notice not one guy said anything about taking care of that spouse's to-do list that has been sitting on the counter for the blind six months? <laughs> not one of us. Moving. Check. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and 
Hey, and if anybody else out there is thinking about moving or knows somebody that's moving, you have a ready-made excuse now to avoid having to help that person move. Sorry, can't. Got well, to say, got to keep my distance. It is that's the truth, yeah. That's right. Um, all right, but before we get into maybe a final thought from each of you, I, as we were talking through content, we heard some different ideas in terms of content from each of you. Jones, I want to ask you one specifically, though. I was poking around the the podcast that you do with Adam Lucas, the, the Carolina Insider podcast, and you guys have been doing something called the Roadhouse Challenge. Can you tell us what that is? Yeah, so this is so crazy. So uh, I don't even remember how this started, quite honestly, Adam. I think the way, so let me just start by saying the way we approach our podcast is we try to have some fun with it. We, we certainly talk about the Tar Heels and we've been really lucky and we've gotten a ton of great guests and you know that's what really drives it of course just like with everything we do what mark does is driven by colorado and what tony does is driven by washington and toby by oklahoma and for us it's carolina and, and we're lucky that we all work for places that there's a lot of interest in um so we always do that first uh but we also try to have some fun with it because i think particularly with that podcast medium it's a very personal medium um, because the person is choosing to listen to you. you. You've gone into their phone, and so now that you're right there with them uh, during their day, and they're choosing to be with you uh, to talk about a lot of different things. Um, and so I think how it started, Adam, was I, we started talking about how I had never seen the movie Roadhouse. And my neighbor had just gotten all on me about never seeing this movie, and they couldn't believe it. Mark probably, like, stole hard in Roadhouse and I didn't even know it. But so, um, you know, uh, so we finally went, okay, at some point I said, you know what, I'm going to watch Roadhouse. Adam, who I, Adam Lucas, who I do the podcast with, you watch Roadhouse too, and then we'll come back and we'll do a review of it. And so we did it. We, uh, we did a review and people ate it up. We had unbelievable numbers. And so now, Every now and then during the season, if there's a bye week or if there's a downtime, we'll pick a movie and we'll review it. And we always pick some kind of ridiculous 80s movie, you know, like uh, we've done Footloose and Top Gun and stuff like that. And it's crazy. I mean, by far, our top downloaded episodes have a Roadhouse Challenge on them every single time. And so um, we have a lot of fun with them and, you know, the fans eat it up and we just try to be silly with it. And so um, we did one just the other day um, that we put out two weeks ago. I can't even remember what movie we did now, but uh, it, it was uh, one that we had a bunch of fun with. Oh, it was Rocky Four. And so we uh, did one yes. with Rocky Four and people had fun with it. And um, just something again that that is Silly, is it important? No. Is it fun entertainment? Yes, and we've really had a good time with it. Can we all agree that Rocky Four should have been the last in the Rocky series? <laughs> Absolutely not. No doubt. Okay. You know, I think probably yeah, maybe stopping after three would have been wise, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we we maybe we'll, maybe if we do this again um we can get into some uh, some movies that we would like to to nominate for our own versions of roadhouse challenge uh movies that we haven't seen that we should see uh that can be a separate conversation but all right let, let's go around the horn one more time and, and kind of give a final thought um you know I, I think you guys did a really good job of of conveying 
that people you're you're with them with people through the highs and the lows as as fans of your schools and your sports and so you know you're with them through what we're all going through right now so in in this final thought and and you can certainly take this any direction that you would like but but maybe something that you'd like to say to to any of the the fans of your schools that may be watching this um just a, a word of encouragement a word of positivity uh, but anything you'd like to to be able to say to any of the Carolina, Oklahoma, Colorado, Washington fans that are out there that, that may be watching right now. Tony, we'll start with you. Yeah, well, I, I'd say, um, you know, I think all of us are really wondering when's this thing going to end, right? I think that's kind of natural. And then for all of us who love sports, we're all wondering uh, at what time are we going to get our sports back? You know, it, it was painful not to have the NCAA tournament. It was the first time since 1938 that the NCAA tournament didn't exist, right? And and that's because in 1938 it hadn't started yet. Uh, and you think about you think about uh, the two major professional sports, uh, Major League Baseball and and NHL hockey that that had World Championships, uh, you know, with the Stanley Cup playoffs and and the World Series, those were uninterrupted through World War One and uninterrupted through World War II, right? And so the fact that sports is on hold in this fashion, it's it's unchartered uh, territory that we're all kind of in right now. And I know we're all thinking about the college football season and, and what's it going to look like? And, you know, will our uh, programs rebound? And I, I just, I, I've been looking at the history books a little bit and, and really considering this stuff and 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 th this these are some interesting nuggets. Um, you know, Washington actually holds the record for the longest unbeaten streak in the history of college football. 63 straight games, 64 straight games, actually, without suffering a loss. From 1908 to 1916, Gil Doby was the head coach and literally never lost a game. Uh, went 59-0-4 over that stretch. But then uh, he left in 1916, and in 1917, um, Claude Hunt took over the program. And the season was shortened to four games from the typical eight or nine or 10. It was shortened to four games because 1917, you know, they just put out a movie called 1917. It was middle of World War One, And uh, the, the winning streak ended in that season. And then in 1918, Claude Hunt went to war. Like he, he went to serve in World War One, And so they had to bring in a new coach. And that season was only two games. They played Oregon State and they played Oregon. Uh, and they had a, a, a two-game season in 1918. And then you look at, at World War II, and you consider that time. And you, you look at the, the teams that they were playing, Navy pre-flight and the Spokane Air Commanders. And in 1944, they had a, a four-game season. Um, and, and two of the four games were against the Spokane Air Commanders. And it looked really different. But, you know, at the end of that season, the Huskies went 4-0. And at the end of that season, they played USC in an all-West Coast Rose Bowl that year. And it, it's just this stuff, it could look different this year. Uh, it might be a partial season. It might be a little bit different in the way that it looks. But that's okay because the games have always persevered. We've, we've gotten it together. We've rebounded. And we've come back bigger and better and stronger uh, for having been through it. And the crowd sizes grew and grew and grew and grew into what it is today, which is now something we all love and, and can't imagine living our lives without for too long. Right. But um, 
you know, while this this specific situation that we're in is unique and unprecedented, um, our sports have survived really hard things before, and they've galvanized us through these hard times. And and it'll come back, and it'll be strong when it comes back, and it's going to be epic when we can get in the greatest setting in college football and actually have a football game again. And and when we can get in Alaska Airlines Arena and have a basketball game again, it's gonna be awesome. And we're not gonna take it for granted. And, um, you know, I don't know if that's gonna be on September 5th. I sure hope it is, because we got a huge opener against Michigan. We got a first time head coach. We're all really, really excited about it. Um, but, you know, whenever it is that this thing comes back, it will come back and it'll be strong and it'll be awesome. And that's why I love college sports. And that's why I can't imagine really myself working in the pros is because the passion that exists there in every single college sports fan base, because it's part of your DNA. Like once you get a degree from a place, you're never not a Tar Heel or a Sooner or a Buffalo or a Husky. You're, you're, you're that forever. Adam, you're, you're always going to be a Mountaineer, right? Like, I mean, that's just who you are and it's in your DNA. And, and, and so, I just know that that passion is never going away. And I know that once this stuff comes back, it's going to be so appreciated. It's not going to be taken for granted and it's going to be back bigger and better than ever. And I just can't wait for it. So hang tight with us. We'll continue to pump out the content uh, to the best of our ability until then. Um, but these games are coming back and we're really, really excited for it. You know, I don't know, uh, Tony said it well, I don't know if there's a lot to add to that, but I'll say two things. Uh, one, uh, I do, I do want to say a big thank you to healthcare workers out there. And I know we haven't really addressed that, and, and, but I do want to make sure that we mention that. You know, we live uh, here in the Triangle in an unbelievable area for, for healthcare, you know, with, with UNC hospitals and with Duke being right here, you know, they're some of the very, uh, very best in the country are right in this area and uh, it's tough right now. You know, I, I live right across the street uh, from somebody who works at Duke Hospitals and it's a very difficult time uh, for those healthcare workers right now just with uh, the uncertainty for their personal life, the uncertainty for what's going on professionally, the lack of supplies um, and just the, the scale of what they are facing on the front line every day. So I know I speak for all of us in saying that, but I do I did just wanna mention that uh, because I do think that is, that is relevant and important important during this time. Um, I think something that two things that I really like that, that Tony said, one is we're going to get through this, that uh, we're going to get through this together also. And, and that's something that's been a theme that we've all talked about um, at, at a different point during this conversation is that, look, this is this is all of us. We're all dealing with this. We're, we're all trying to navigate our way through this difficult time. And so, um, you know, Mark, I think you, you mentioned this earlier. You know, this can be really tough. You, you can, even if you're not physically affected, you can really, this is a tough mental time as well. So make sure you reach out, make sure you talk to friends, make sure you get help if it's needed. We're going to get through this together as not just a sports community, not just Tar Heels or Sooners or Huskies or Buffaloes, but we're going to get through this all together. And then last thing, um, isn't it going to be fun when we get to do it again? And, and I think when Carolina kicks off for the first time next year or tips it off for the first time next year, there's going to be something different in that stadium or that arena. There's going to be excitement, of course, that the Tar Heels are playing or the Sooners are playing or whoever it is. But that sense of community 
that's going to be in that arena when we can all get together again in a quote unquote normal type of way, um, I think is going to be something really special. So I really do look forward, uh, look forward to that day, whether it's on time or not. I look forward to doing that again. You know, I would just, uh, I'll jump in. I, I would uh, like to encourage Sooner fans of uh, two things. One, like both of you said, and, and uh, it, we don't know when it's going to end. It's hard to see at this point when it's going to end, but it is going to end. And life is going to get back to normal. And we've been through a lot around here uh, from destructive tornadoes to the Murrah Building bombing to 9-11, something we all shared. and it is glorious when we get back to life as we knew it before, and it's going to be glorious. And the second thing I would like to encourage Sooner fans to do is to tonight go back and watch the 2001 college football season opener when Oklahoma defeated North Carolina and Julius Peppers <laughs> to start the year. I think it'll bring I think it'll bring great joy to all your hearts tonight. Toby, I was still in college then, man. I, I I felt that one with you now. I felt that one on the Tario side. Here, here we were having all this kumbaya and unity, and, and Toby just had to get on some trash talking there. I love it. I love it. He started it. He started it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah he did. Guys, I'll, I'll wrap up with this. And, and, you know, one thing, being an outdoorsman, I, I'm a fly fisherman, right? And one day I was standing out in the water, in some canyon somewhere, and what struck me about about trout, and I learned about them, and there's a human, there's a kind of a human lesson from this. Trout are lazy, all right. When they when they get out there in fast water, they find a seam right off that fast water, and they like to find kind of this groove where they don't have to they don't have to work too hard because it's it's just a kind of this comfortable place, and they wait for the food to kind of drop off of their mouth. And that was the standard that day. I, I was thinking to myself, how how I think that relates to human beings. We we all work hard, yeah, but we kind of find our little path, you know what I mean? I mean, we're, you know, Jones is doing North Carolina football and he's focused on that. And we, we kind of get this comfort zone. And what we kind of miss about that, I think, and maybe this will teach us something, is the appreciation for what our normal, quote unquote, normal day-to-day -day life was like before this, all right? We were, all of us were involved college. Well, Toby, you were mending, but the rest of us were all involved in college, college basketball. It was a postseason. We we're having a great time. And we're just kind of involved. We got our blinders on. And maybe when we come out of this thing, we can kind of appreciate the fact that we get back to some level of normalcy about how blessed we all are to do what we do, to be fans of the institutions that we're fans of, to be part of the college athletics world, to live in this phenomenal country that has been blessed. And maybe that's a great lesson we can come back on the other side of this thing with is just an appreciation for what we have. And it's been altered now, but what we get an opportunity to get back to uh, at some point in time here, whenever, whenever that is uh, down the road and, and hopefully weeks, maybe it's gonna be months, who knows how long. But so th that's one message I'm gonna send out to certainly Buff Nation, also to all the viewers of this. Maybe the other thing is, uh, and, and I, I mentioned earlier the kind of that mental health aspect of it, what a great opportunity we have to check on somebody else or reach out to somebody. We've all got friends. We've all got relatives. There's fans out there we interact with. And, and maybe every once in a while just saying, hey, how you doing? Everything all right? You know, are things good? And we chat a little bit. And so maybe that's just a couple of things I'm taking from this moving forward, that an appreciation and maybe just that idea of checking up on one another a little bit, 
making sure that uh, maybe I'm okay today, maybe you're not okay, but you know, maybe a quick conversation can help you in that regard. Very well said by all of you. Uh, thank you for two things. First, for, for taking the time to do this today and for what you guys are each doing for your communities and all the fans that, that love and support your schools um, as the voices of those programs. Um, and if we didn't learn anything else from this conversation, maybe we can at least take away that trout are lazy. There you go. There you go. Well, thank you guys. Hope we can do it again. Thank you everyone for watching. Uh, we appreciate everybody joining us for this edition of Vocal Distancing. We're still going to keep going with that name until we come up with, with something better. Jones was the only one on the fence. So if he comes up with something better, we'll change the name. But thank you all for Thumbs doing up. this. We appreciate the time. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.